Welcome back, you guys, to AG University. I am so excited today. We have a beautiful guest, Megan Roop. She is the founder and creator of the Sculpt Society, which is the number one dance, cardio, and sculpting app. She is a highly sought after celebrity trainer, and she's launched her own program rooted in intention and mindfulness and creating workouts that are really joy-filled, which is so in alignment with my own personal intuitive eating and intuitive movement journey that I've been on. So I connected with her over a Zoom call. We actually did a private training together, and I just loved everything she was saying, and I felt her wisdom and experience and clientele. I mean, you guys, she literally, her latest collaboration was Miranda Kerr, who is a Victoria's Secret angel. I mean, she works with some really amazing, beautiful celebrities, but she's also so rooted in intention and purpose. And I find that combination is difficult to come by. So she's someone that I'm just so grateful and honored that she came on and shared her wisdom with us. And we also share, if you guys are interested in any of her programs at the end, and I just wanted you guys to know this is not a sponsored episode. I just feel so passionately about bringing you tools that have been monumental in my own just healing journey and coming back to understanding movement is a healing modality and it's not meant for punishment or, you know, we move to feel good and to improve our mental health. So I found that she was really helpful in getting me in such a great place with my body. So um, there is no monetary exchanges that will be happening on this podcast for a long time. I really want this to be an educational place for you guys to grow in your own intuition and learn to love your bodies and just love movement and fall in love with the process. And so anyways, I wanted you guys to know, I include the opportunity for you to try her program for free and all the information will be in the show notes. But this is a conversation that's just fueled with our alignment and synchronicity and our love of dance and movement and um, really being on the same healing journey. So without further ado, Megan Roop. Megan, I'm so excited to have you. First of all, you've got to tell everybody what you've been up to. Your event in Dallas looked insane. I have FOMO. I wish I was there. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, yes, I. for everyone who is listening, my name is Megan Group. I'm the founder of the Sculpt Society. And yeah, we've been doing a lot of these large pop-up uh, workout classes, really with community at the core, right? Just most of what I'm doing now is through the Sculpt Society app. And, and it's been so amazing to get the TSS fam together in real life to move together and to just connect. And it's, um, you know, we had almost 200 people in Dallas. We just got off of a New York pop-up that was also the same size. And it's, it's been so exciting just to, to have these in real life experiences. Oh my gosh. I know. Especially coming out of like the past two years, like everyone, I'm just like, I just want to get together and just hang out like in person is what I'm craving. (laughs) I know. And it's so fun too. Cause you know, I, I chat with my community so often, even over, um, Instagram or we, after like every live on the Sculpt Study app, we'll have coffee chats. So people will write in and I know everyone's name or like their Instagram, like handles photo, but to get to like see and connect with everyone in real life is just so special. So special. Also her event for you guys, I was just like stalking her Instagram story before we got on. There was over 200 women dancing and doing a workout together in Dallas. Like that, your, your crowd. I was like, Oh my God. Pop off queen. (laughs) 
That's my dream. It's it's so, I mean, it's so fun. There is something so powerful. And I know you and I share this, but about dancing and moving to the beat of the music, it feels so cathartic too, as you raise that, that, um, you know, that energy in a group together by the end, honestly, so many people, including myself end up crying because you're, it's just such a high vibration as woo woo as that sometimes can sound. Um, no, we love the in, woo <laughs> Yeah. Collectively in one group, um, everyone really allowing that release to happen, especially in that last song and getting bigger within the movement. I'm always telling my, my community to get big and get messy. Um, and once people can allow themselves to do that in a group setting, um, it can just be such an emotional experience. I love that. I actually, I love that you brought that up first because when I was doing one of your workouts, this was like two weeks ago, I was in Nashville and I was just having like, honestly, just kind of like a shit day. Yeah. And I was doing one of your workouts and I was like kind of jumping, like, like I was kind of adding in more jumping because I was like trying to get this frustration out of my body. And it was the first time that I'd ever cried doing a dance. Mm, I've done it so many times. So (laughs) yeah, it it was just like this release. And I was like, whoa, this is so powerful. Like I, 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 and I kind of mentioned to you, I was reading the add more ING to your life, a Gabby Bernstein book about like releasing trauma by dancing. Yeah. And so I guess, what do you think that the cry, the release, like, what do you think that's connected to in the body? Yeah. I think as humans, we push so much down emotionally, you know, um, we don't really want to deal with a lot. And I think sometimes when you're given that permission to, to move your body and you're guided while you're dancing to the beat of the music and then, and then guided to, to, to get big and to get messy and allow yourself to feel all of it. Ooh, even me just saying that I get some chills. Um, confirmation. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can really bring up a lot and it can feel emotional. It can feel cathartic. If, if you're having a good day or a bad day, things can be brought up and, and it can be done right. I've done so many different dance classes, dance cardio classes at home by myself. And I'm just like, crying, but it it can be from like a good place too, right? You can just, it just feels like such a release. I am obsessed. Yeah, no, I love like working out to the point where I, where I cry. I feel like I'm like, wow, I'm really unearthing something that like I need to let go. Cause I would say I tend more like on the non-emotional scale. Like I can, I can keep my constant just happy. Like I just wake up and I'm a happy person, but I know I'm like, I know there's something in there. Cause I I've talked about this before, like energy and like weight. People are always like, I want to lose weight. I'm like, it's really never about the weight. It's about like why it's even there, you know, cause it's just the stuck energy in our body, like some form it's protecting our body, right? It's really, to me, it's so energetic. So I think dancing is so much more of a spiritual practice than people even recognize. Like, even if you're dancing to rap music, I'm like, girl, that's, that's a spiritual practice. Totally. Totally. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm so happy you've, you've experienced that too, because you, it can happen when you're following an app too, right? It doesn't have to be like collectively in a group, but yeah. But, but when you have 200 people in a room, it's powerful. Heel tapping and step touching together. Magical. <laughs> so magical. Oh my gosh. So I feel like a lot of our students here at AG University are new to intuitive eating, intuitive movement, and really just like hungry for more information. So I would love for you to tell a little bit more about your backstory and how you got to this just beautiful relationship you have with movement. Yeah. You know, I grew up dancing my entire life and 
you know, movement was always dance. And then it became not about dance. It became about going to the gym. And I think part of how I got to the gym was because in my senior year of high school, I was trying to figure out if I was going to pursue dance in college. And I had put a lot of time and effort into academics. I was excelling in academics and I felt a lot of pressure to follow more of a traditional route in college. And so I ended up going to a state school in California and I was an English major my freshman year. And it ended up being the darkest time, the darkest year of my life. And I started to obsess about working out and about and with food. And it just became this endless cycle of yo-yo dieting and binge eating. And it was really confusing for me because I had never, even as a dancer growing up in that the dance world, I honestly had had a, a very positive relationship with food in my body and never had that negative um, experience or, or behaviors before. But then I started to have them in my freshman year. And it was confusing to me because it felt so all-encompassing, so overwhelming. And I thought the root of my problems was because I wasn't thin enough. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until my end of my freshman year, I remember going home to my mom and I, I said to her, you know, I, I think I need to see a therapist because I'm really unhappy. 90, 90% of my thoughts are about what I'm eating. I'm, you know, running down every calorie I'm eating, every calorie I'm burning. And I just feel, I feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like myself. And I know this isn't, this isn't how I'm supposed to be and, and live my life. And so I went to a therapy session and she honestly cracked me like within the first session. We, I think I saw her a total of two or three times. Amazing. And she was like, you're you know, tell me about your, she basically was like, you're not following your true passion. Like you're clearly passionate about dance. Like, why are you not doing that? And I remember being like, oh gosh, like, I don't know why. And she explained to me that a lot as humans, when we don't want to deal with something, we tend to obsess about something else or numb ourselves Mm. with feel. We don't want to feel those anxious or stressful or sometimes bad feelings or having to deal with anything. So it was a way, I think, for me as a coping mechanism to not have to deal with the fact that I was actually unhappy that I hadn't pursued dance. And so I started to, you know, whether it was sex or drugs or whatever you are doing, a lot of people will use that to numb and not deal with it. And so that was a huge aha moment for me. But I will say, I wish I had continued my therapy journey because, you know, those behaviors and your relationship with food doesn't just change overnight when you can, when you crack that code of like, okay, this is why I'm obsessing about my weight or working out. Um, so it took me a couple years. It took me honestly until like my mid to late twenties to really work on myself, work on my internal conversation with myself, my relationship with my body, my relationship with food, changing those stories and those belief systems I had around them. And then the also missing link for me was finding a way of moving my body outside of dance because by this point I had moved to New York. I was I you know, I was going to NYU's Tisch dance program. I was starting to audition for dance work and you know, I I was doing all those things but okay, how can we get a movement practice that feels joyful and fun. And so it wasn't until I discovered dance-based fitness 
that the combination of that and the internal work that I'd been doing on myself, that things really started to click. And I was really able to heal so much of what I'd been through in my early 20s with my relationship to myself, my body and food. And so that was a really powerful moment for me of, of discovering this way of moving my body. And so I fell into teaching fitness. I was dancing professionally. I was at with the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets. I was at the so Barclays cool. Center you know, on a hip hop dance team. It was amazing. And I was, you know, just trying to pay rent in New York. And so I started teaching fitness, but really quickly fell in love with connecting with other women and connecting with other humans on how powerful movement can be when it is joyful and when it is fun and I really just loved being able to see the impact I was able to start to have in people's lives. And that was another really big moment for me because for so long it had been all about dance. And now I could see such longevity in a future in fitness. And if you had asked me at 19, like, oh, Megan, you'll one day have your own fitness company. I would have like laughed at you like this. It was never like in the, in the, plans, but also my plans were never concrete. I was just continuing always to lean into the things that lit me up, that brought joy into my life. And I, I'm so grateful that I kind of allowed myself to figure that out over time because people around me were having much more corporate experiences and corporate jobs. And I remember in my mid to late twenties being like, Oh, because this, like, I haven't quite figured out what I'm going to do long-term. So I I truly just kept doing the things and giving myself the time and the space to understand what it was that I wanted to do. So after I decided to stop dancing professionally, I, um, I realized fitness was, was where I wanted to take it. And so I really dove deep into boutique fitness in New York city. It was blowing up at the time. There were all of these different methods and small boutique studios. And I would take performer Pilates and hot yoga and bar and dance cardio. And I would be taking all of these classes and educating myself. But I really felt like there was something missing out there in the boutique experience for a dance-based fitness class that was inclusive, that was joyful, that was fun, that wasn't intimidating, and that was a kick-ass workout. And so I really felt called to create the Sculpt Society. And I launched my company in 2017 in New York City. And it was really bootstrapped from the ground up, you know, I, with community at the forefront, really making sure everyone, even if it was two people who came into my class, which happened for the first year, most classes, was just having the best experience and felt left feeling so successful because that was really important to me too. You know, it didn't need to be hours long and it didn't need to be overly complicated. I felt like so many people who wanted to experience dance cardio and sculpt couldn't go into a class unless they were like a dancer. And I I was like, this doesn't need to be so complicated. And, And this can be a much more inclusive experience for everyone. So that birthed the Sculpt Society. A year and a half later, I saw digital exploding around me and I launched the Sculpt Society app. And that, and honestly, three years later, we are here. Um, I know there's so much more we can dive into, but that was really my journey to discovering movement that felt intuitive for me, that felt joyful for me. And, and part of my mission with the Sculpt Society is to really show people how movement, working out, doesn't have to be 
this awful experience that they hate. Because once you really can move intuitively and move in a way that feels good for you and your body, the freedom on the other side is so worth the time that it takes to figure out what's going to work for you. Oh my gosh. That was... <laughs> I know, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> no, but like I was hanging on every word. Like there were so many things that you said that I was like having light bulb moments. So I'm going to try to like... Oh, you're just such a gem. Okay, so... I related where you're kind of saying your aha moment because I think you have to go through phases if you've ever had, you know, struggles with food or body image where I, I loved to work out, but I was like a gymnast and I was in very kind of structured, um, situations. And then I was even a powerlifter in college. We don't know who she is. We don't know who that was. We don't know her, but I've always been like, I've always been really strong. Like I'm not even trying to flex, but I could like, I would win competitions because my mom's that way. My sister were just like really strong. (laughs) And so, but then it sent me into this. That was like the most out of alignment. I think I've ever been because it was just too much. Like, yes, you can feel strong, but do I need to be, you know, yeeting protein and like bench pressing? No, no, I didn't need that at all. And, um, so anyways, I think my twenties journey was similar. Like I got so in this high intensity, toxic situation with movement that it felt kind of like punishment there towards the end, like in college, I would be like, I have to run six miles. You know, it was, yeah, it was I would do the same. I remember getting home from like a, a big trip and it would be like 9 PM. And I was like, I have to go for a run right now. And I would go for a run because like, it was part of like needing to burn a certain amount of calories which right. is now in retrospect, just so wild. It's, I, I literally don't even know who, like, we're like us, us, we don't know who those girls, we don't know who I they know, are. I don't. And, but I think that I went through, especially since I moved to Florida, I was in, even in Nashville, I was still going to workout classes and doing things that were more social, but they were still like F45, a little more intense. And so when I got here and even working out with Austin, because he was a football coach, he's like super, like he works out every day and weights and he's like very macho, which I love about him. But I was like, you know what? I got to a point where I was so turned off by all of it. I was almost struggling to get to the gym. And I had a breakdown where I was like, I just want to enjoy it. I don't want to feel like I have to. Like I was so tired of like forcing myself to do things. And there was like probably two months where I didn't even really work out because I was just turned off by everything. And I started back. This is like right before I found you, I started going, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym with Austin. I'm going to set my timer for 30 minutes and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Like if I'm literally doing the grapevine down the middle of Planet Fitness, if I'm doing cartwheels, like that was how I repositioned it in my mind. I'm like, I've got to stop making myself do things that like, I don't have to do that. You know, it doesn't have to be hard. And that's why I was already kind of in that headspace of this intuitive movement for, I would say at least like two or three months before I found you. And then when I added in your mentality and your workouts, I was like, this is so fun because I've always loved to dance, but doing TikTok dances, like sometimes it's just, they're like kind of difficult and you're, they're it's like, so hard. they're so hard. They're so- I- and I like to do them, but I have to dedicate like two hours to be like five, six, seven, you know what I mean? <laughs> but with you, it's like just plus press play and just jive, you know, and you don't have to be a freaking professional dancer. Come one, come all. But I find that there was just this, this, um, step-by-step kind of unraveling with me of going, okay, I don't have to work out. And how about I just go to the gym, but do what feels good. And then now how about we make it fun? Here's a crazy idea. What if it was fun? 
you know, we've been so conditioned that it has to be torture or punishment. So now I'm like, everyone, it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. So um, I kind of wanted to share one other part with you too, because then I I have a few few more questions. I'm trying to be conscientious of time. So, um, but I I did, when I was like in this really upside down phase, I was moving a lot, like from Tennessee to Florida, actually moved two times in transit. It was like a mess kind of, but, um, and I wasn't working out and I was like feeling really bad, but I also had so much going on. Oh, yeah. I had so much going on that I was like, I need to be working out. But I was like, do I? I actually have a lot going on, you know? And so I did um, kind of like a just an energetic scan in the Akashic Records. I mentioned that's the practice that I read energy in. And I was like, do I need to be working out? Am I like, what am I supposed to be doing right now to take care of myself? Like literally, I just don't even know. Like I'm so like conflicted with what I've heard through society or whatever. And they were pretty much like my guys or that I work with were like, do you, does it feel good to move? Like, do you like to move? And I was just like, yeah, like I've always been an active person. And they're like, then just like do what feels good. Like it's literally, it doesn't even matter if you just like skip around the block. Like it literally doesn't matter. It's just about moving energy through our body and our feet are our biggest portal of like release. That's why we like stomp when we're frustrated. And so creating this dance movement where you're like stomping and moving your feet creates such an emotional release. So anyways... I had so much to add. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm such a... An, we have a whole section on our app called What Do You Need Today? Oh, I love that. And you go into it and it's like, I am stressed. I'm on my period. I'm hungover. I'm like, I'm, there's just like a bunch of things. And you're just like, what do you... I'm, I need something slow today. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just... It's like a nice little prompt. Like, what do you need today? And it doesn't necessarily mean today is Tuesday and I am scheduled. I have to do X, Y, and Z. And I think... Unfortunately, our society, and I understand it, right? Like if you're doing, if you're working out, it is a result drip. Like if you're starting something, people want to see a result. So maybe this is a nugget that will be helpful. (laughs) While I have been intuitive with my movement and committed to less, less, right? Committed to less so I can show up more. Been consistent with less movement. Um, Still moving my body every day, but not like needing to do hours of exercise a day. I have never looked or felt better. You look and amazing. I think that's a test. Thank you. But I do think there's something like sometimes people just need to hear that because they're like, but, but that's not going to get me something. And so I think if you're someone stuck in that mindset where you're like, okay, well, if I'm going to do a fitness work, like workout, I still want to do, I want to see X, Y, and Z happen. I think it's important to know that like, when you feel good in your body, your body can actually release and it releases stress. You feel calmer. And then all the good stuff starts to happen with your consistency of movement. Oh, yes. I know. I, I I wanted to ask you too, like, cause I know you did clients before and you have like a very impressive clientele. Like when people come to you saying like, I'm struggle with discipline or motivation, like what, what do you tell them? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've really shifted my approach, especially in the pandemic, because it really showed me the power of, of short workouts. And so I have a little mantra that says, commit to less so that you can show up more. Because I think most of us, even for me, even on the days where I don't have a live on my app or I'm, I don't have a private client, I still resist initially getting my body moving, even though I know once I start, it's going to feel so good. So I think if you are listening and you are feeling that resistance, but you know that you feel 
you, like you want that movement or you know it's going to feel good. I think it's actually taking the pressure off to do a long, big workout. I would so much rather my clients commit to smaller chunks of movement, even if that's a 10, literally commit to 10 minutes four to five times a week. And I guarantee you, it's like a little trick I play on myself too. I'm like, okay, I don't feel like doing it, but I know I want to. I am going to feel so much more energized and grounded afterwards. So I'll commit to 10 minutes. I'll do one quickie. And then nine times out of 10, I'll feel so good afterwards. I'll end up stacking it with another quickie. But sometimes we do need to just have that smaller motivation of like, okay, I can do 10 minutes. And so for me, it's building in consistency of movement because I truly believe when you are consistent with movement, even if it's just 10 minutes, people are like, can 10 minutes do anything? Yes, that energetically shifts how you feel in your body. And that goes into the rest of your day. That goes into your job, your relationships, your conversations, how you feel about yourself. And that is so powerful because that starts to add up over time. Amen. Oh, that was, that was like such a great, such a great answer. <laughs> I know because I feel like you've unlocked something in me. I, I was try, I was in Miami and I was in my hotel room and I really was like, I was there for a short amount of time. I didn't even really bring workout clothes. And, and you have given me this gift where I'm like, I don't need to even be in a full-blown workout gear. I can do dancing arms. I can do something. And I, I said, I was like, I'm going to do 10 minutes in my room. I ended up doing a dance for 30 minutes. Yeah. Barefoot, yeah. Hair, hair down. Like I was just like, whatever. Like you can do it anywhere. And I felt so good showing up for myself and knowing like, you don't have to go to the gym. It doesn't have to be a huge thing or like a big, like something you schedule on your to-do list. Like sometimes if I have a little break, I'm like, okay, I can do a quickie. I just think your approach is so digestible and, and inspiring. And I well, thank you for that. But I also think for so long and it's still going on, right? There's a lot of loud voices in the fitness industry that are telling you, you need to do so much. And I think it just takes someone maybe who, right? Like an authority figure that's telling you, here's the freedom. I'm actually going to give you some freedom, commit to less so you can show up more. And then that starts to just hopefully work into some of your belief systems around movement and what you quote unquote have to do. And so I'm just trying to give some voice to that, that you don't have to do so much when it comes to movement and working out. And it's really, gosh, being on the other side of that, where before I was such a workout aholic and just I felt so tied down to what I thought I needed to do hours of exercise and hours of cardio. And, and it just feels, it feels so free to know, like you said, if today all I can do is six minutes of dancing arms in my pajamas. Great. <laughs> yeah. And well, and, and then you really do, you show up more consistently when you take these intense boundaries off. I, I had one little light bulb too. I'm curious since you see so many people, what um, some limiting beliefs around fitness sound like or look like, because they're this audience is kind of new to limiting beliefs. Like what are some common ones? I think um, even just the, the understanding of what you quote unquote need when it comes to fitness, I hear from women all the time, but I need to be doing an hour of cardio every day, or I'm going to get bulky if I do a lunge or um, <laughs> just, just like, un, like these, these, I think just old, this, like an old school mindset around fitness. And so I think again, like reframing fitness and what it looks like today and looks like for you, because just like eating, you, you 
the types of food that are going to give you energy might make me feel a little sluggish or bloated or gassy or whatever it is. Like, so I think it is just important to take the time to figure that out and to restructure some of those old school mindsets that like you don't need to be doing hours of exercise. Yeah, we're like everyone, please, please, you're doing too much. Stop. Because like you said, and this is the other thing, your fitness journey doesn't stop in a month after you've completed your four-week program. This is for the rest of your life, right? So it's so important that we take the time to figure out what we can show up to a couple days a week and we can consistently show up to. And that's the same thing when it comes, and I know we'll talk about food, but like that's why diets don't work. And that's why crazy workouts don't work either. And they're they're just fads that come and go. And so we want to find sustainable, intuitive movement and sustainable, intuitive eating that works for you. 100%. Like that was a big mindset shift I implemented was I told myself when I work out, I want to be obsessed with feeling good. I want to feel endorphins. Like you have to change your why. So I definitely, if you guys are listening and this is something you struggle with, like ask yourself, what is your why? When I'm going to the gym, why am I going? Am I going to feel clarity, to feel energized? Or am I going because I'm punishing myself? You know, that's a good place to start with kind yes. of honing that intuitive voice. Yes. And speaking of kind of just intuitive, we talked about it a little bit before we hopped on, but everyone here is interested in the topic of intuitive eating. It has a little bit of a different meaning to everyone, but maybe just if there was anything you learned or a tip that you could share that was helpful in getting started in your intuitive eating journey. I think for me, it was like stripping away as cheesy as it sounds, like all of those labels, like this food is bad, this food is good. And and really when you... are when you have no rules around food, your body is really going to give you so many cues on what foods feel good, feel energizing, what foods you look forward to that fill you up that you're craving. Because I think when you've restricted for so long, it's the idea of like, I just want that Snickers bar. But once you've had, once you're able to have whatever you want, your body's not necessarily going to crave a Snickers bar. I mean, listen, every once in a while, for sure it will. But <laughs> you're, I think it's like bringing back the idea of what food is to a much more simple place. And of course, do I, I strive to eat whole natural foods. That That is something I am mindful of. But I'm also always asking myself, like, what do I actually feel like today? Um, am I hungry? Am I bored? Am I anxious? Um, and when I'm eating, like really concentrating on the food and, and then asking myself really, when am I full and when am I not? And I think coming from yo-yo dieting and, and binge eating, which is the complete opposite of intuitive eating, this didn't happen overnight for me. And so if you are listening and you're like, I don't know how to get from here to there, it's going to take time. And it's going to just take that daily practice of, leaning into intuitively eating and, and knowing that intuitive eating is not a diet. We're not here to lose weight. Um, it is, is it about, to me, it's about healing our relationship with food and really just simplifying it. That's how I look at it, right? It's just looking at food in a much more simple way. I love that. I know. And I think, I think something that really helped me with that was with intuitive eating as well. I kind of woke up one day and was like, why do I have this mentality that I need to be like a bikini competitor? Like, I I don't need to be like shredded. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like now I actually prefer how I look versus so many points in my life where I was doing these... I mean, I was like, I mean, I just 
ish. Yeah. And now that yeah. I have such a laid back approach, just like my body just looks so relaxed and like more feminine and just like in yeah. my, in my essence. So yeah, I, that was such a good, a good like tools and things for people to try just checking in with yourself first, you know, is a good place to start. Well, you think of like a, of a child, right? Like I have a, a year and a half year old and I watch her eat and, and like she eats when she's hungry, she stops when she's full. And it's, it's just coming from like, for her, she has no idea, right? She's literally just listening to her body. She's not hearing all of the diet culture noise around her. And I think when you watch kids eat, it's really interesting because they're, they are really like, they're intuitively eating. I know. And, and that was, that was actually part of what I did. I, I did my human design, which we're actually going to do a little run through on yours before we, before we hang up today. Um, I did my human design and at the time I was like intermittent fasting and doing all these crazy things. And my human design was like, actually you're a projector, which is like the, the eye of the bird. Um, and you need to eat like in bursts, but kind of feeling light and keeping creativity instead of, you know, doing a 16 hour fast and then eating a huge meal and feeling super full. Like that was totally out of alignment. And so I called my mom and I was like, mom, do you, like, could you tell me a little bit about like how I ate as a child? Like I genuinely don't even remember what it was like to be a natural eater. And she said the exact same thing. Like you ate like little bits, but frequently. And I've always been a natural vegetarian. Like even as a child, I would never eat meat. So I've always honored. I don't really have like, people were like, you don't eat meat at all. And I'm like, I don't really have like a super passionate why. It's just something intuitively I've never felt called to eating meat. And I did that literally when I was like four, you know? So, but I always tell people it's a great place to start. If you have a caregiver who's still present, you know, check yes. in with them. And, I should do that with my mom. I've never asked her that question. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I'll read you a little bit too on your human design, but I've mentioned Austin, my boyfriend, his son, Zane's 11. And, um, You'll actually appreciate this information. I he, I was doing some energy work in the Akashic Records on like digestion. I had a lot of trauma from disordered eating. And so I was really struggling with digestion. I'd gotten blood drawn. I had done like stool same. I mean, I'd like literally done the most. And I was so bloated and uncomfortable every time I ate. And it was an energetic, like a root. Um, like it was the, um, the energy of... I was stressed out approaching my meals. Yeah my body was struggling digesting. And so I started doing these intuitive, like almost like Reiki sort of like dance, like gratitude as I would like digest food yeah. and it, it worked. And so I started calling it a digestive jig. Anyways, Zane, anytime he eats, he'll kind of do like a little, like he does like a little Aww. jig. I know. And I'm like, gosh, kids are so intuitive. They're just like listening to their brothers. Like yeah. kind of as, he, as he digests. So I call it a digestive jig, but anyways. You- yeah. I Well, I mean, also same. I, I'm thinking of like my daughter when she eats something really good, she's like, mm, like she gets so excited. And I kind of bringing that celebration of food back to of like, like, you know, also, you know, cause food just should be celebrated and it's such an emotional part of our human, you know, experience. So I don't know, just, to, yeah, celebrating it too. Like, oh my God, this is so delicious. And like, yeah, that's, that's a big part of what I said. Like make your meals beautiful. Like, what do you love? Like make them pretty, like make it an experience. So, um, yeah, all of that's just, I could, I could talk about this forever. Intuitive eating is what I'm writing a book about. So I could just like talk to you for days, but, um, I have one other question. I'm curious yeah. because I've lately been really into the, um, are you familiar with like the cycle syncing with workouts or have you heard about this or so that's definitely trend. That's like, I Trending. feel like 2023 is going to be a big fitness thing. 
Yeah, I wondered because you're just, I appreciate your knowledge so much. If you, yes. what your thoughts were on it, if it was something you were going to implement into your program or, or you know, where I need at. to do some more education on it, but I, I think it's really interesting. And I think as females, like we've got so much going on throughout the month and just kind of identifying a little bit more and understanding a little bit more of those phases and um, what our body needs. But yes, because I do love the idea of, what our body needs in each phase. Cause you know, yeah, it's, I had, I was having a ping for you. You're like, I'm giving you unsolicited business advice right now, but I thought I like it popped into my mind this morning. And anytime I get a little ping, I always want to tell people, but I just recently have gotten away from hormonal birth control. And so I have been like, just kind of just researching everything just like showing, you know, all of my phases, a little extra love because I'm like, I'm 29 years old and I knew nothing about this, which is crazy because we all have a reproductive system and I'm like, why don't I know anything about it? Yeah. Um, but, but no, it's, I do. It's interesting that you asked that because I, I'm starting to see that pop up a little bit more. Well, yeah. So, and I'll get, I'll give you this information, but also for if this is new information to you, essentially there's a way to sync up your workouts with the different phases. So we have the follicular phase, the ovulatory phase and the luteal phase. And each phase basically we have different hormones being released and different amounts of energy that we have access to. And also different times of our cycle where we actually um, our body is conducive to building muscle versus our body's just needing rest. And so if you struggle with inflammation or other things, it's a good way to just tune it. It makes total sense. You know, I've never, I never even thought of it. I was like, wow. But since I've been learning it about it today, I was like, that could be a cool thing, Megan, maybe in, in yeah. the 2023, you could do I like a it. follicular phase workout, which is yeah. like more, more energy. And then post ovulation, yeah. our body starts, our body actually lowers our immune system before our periods. Yeah. No, before our period, because our body's trying to like, basically kind of like slow us down, protect us. Like if we were to, you know, conceive a baby or whatever. So there's just yeah. so much information there. I thought of you today. I was like, I feel like that would be so good. Cause you do like pelvic floor training yeah. and a lot of, a lot of good stuff. If you guys, if you just want to be like super, I feel like there's so much power in the core. Like it's overlooked. Yeah. We also have like a whole slow and controlled section, which is much more slower than my other, um, like more uh, like fast sculpt or dance cardio are slow and controlled is would probably be really great for that phase where you're, you know, you're on your, you want to be more like just on your side or, you know, focusing on your pelvic floor, all of those things. Yeah. What part of the body do you feel often gets most overlooked? For me, it's my core. (laughs) I think honestly, so I have a whole pelvic floor program. And if I could get most, I think most women don't understand that part of their body until they've gone through pregnancy and postpartum. And I think I wish I had known more about that because I feel like now that I know how to breathe properly and engage my pelvic floor while I'm working out, I can get so much deeper into my core muscles. Yeah. Okay. I know that's another one that's been trending on TikTok. TikTok is such an interesting dispersion of information. I've really learned a lot. It's kind of a wild place to be like posting, but it's so informational. Like I've learned so much. Um, Okay. I'm I'm pulling up your human design really quick. Oh, I'm so excited. I... I'm like, just a quick disclaimer, you guys, I'm not an official human design reader, even though I, I really need to get the certification, but I love to just give people a little bit of information. Megan doesn't know her human design and I did it. And I was telling her before, she has the same profile type as Austin. I'm like, I knew I loved you. <laughs> um, I'm like, we're super compatible via our charts. I love it. So um, if you guys are new here, I use the My Human Design app. I have no affiliation. I just like, it's a bomb app. Um, 
Jenna Zoe is the creator and your human design is it's not astrology. It's like, it's like a scientifically specific to you personality chart. It, it has like a little stream of woo, but there's also um, a lot more, I feel factual than just the planet and the moon, which if you guys love astrology, I also can get down with astrology, but this was more, um, it was easier for me to grasp. So that's a little backstory. And I don't know how much, you know, as well, but so you're actually a generator, which there's four types, projector, reflector, generator. Actually, is a five types manifesting generator? No, that's four. Um, so you're a generator, which means you're here to raise the vibration of the planet. So you actually have, you have like a motor in you, which I actually don't have. I'm a non-energy type. So you're, and I got to read you some of your gifts. So um, your profile though, so you have a profile and an energy type. Your profile, and I can send you all this stuff too. Okay, I'm like um, I'm like scribbling this down. You're like, take, I'll I'll send you. I'll t- I'll okay. send you screenshots. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, your profile is you're an easy breezy genius, which so is Austin. So I know kind of a lot about these, and so is Zane. I'm surrounded by easy. I track these easy breezy wow. geniuses. I'm so jealous of you guys. It basically means you're really a natural at things. You, it's kind of like how you said the evolution of creating the Sculpt Society, you just kind of stumbled upon it. And you've also been really good about just leaning in because you're a non-specific manifester. It means you don't have to like script and like speak it out and like do all the things. You're just going to kind of naturally lean in something unfolds. So you've been just acting in alignment and then in comes your gift, which is one of yours is marching to your own rhythm, which is why the corporate world never really appealed to you, but you were fearless and going, I trust that I am in my knowing. Um, and then I wanted to read, these were just two that I highlighted. Everyone has several gifts that come up, but um, this was just a really fun one. So your one of your gifts is, this is gift number 14, which is expanding the good in others' lives. So for you, making others bigger and parts of life that you're passionate about is easy. Sometimes it even happens without you trying to. You magnify everyone's potential. If you want success, focus on creating it in others and making others well-equipped for a great life in any ways that, you, that you're gifted in. And it will come back to you in spades. The more you expand the quality of life for others, the less you will ever have to worry about your own abundance and thriving. I love- cry. Oh my oh, god. Oh my gosh. I know, but like how like crazy is this chart that you're living in such beautiful alignment? And also, I feel we talked about this on our private call we had before about like just feeling called to service. And you're like, I yeah. felt called to start this. So that was one of your gifts that oh, oh. really resonated with me. And um, let's see, there was one other one. Oh, this is um so you have gift 31, which is influential, um, influential energy. So you're someone without trying as an influential person, obviously. Um, you have the energy where people observe something you're doing and they want to do it too. This can be used in a good way or a bad way, especially if you're aware of your influence on people. The key is just focusing on doing things you love and letting the influence happen naturally. If you put your energy into sharing what you're really good at sharing, the influential energy is going to serve and help you get your message or product out to the people it's meant to reach. So um, I thought that one was like perfectly in line. And then um, a couple other ones that I think you'll just like to know. So digestion, your digestion profile is indirect light. So I'm actually a direct light eater, which means my digestion is strongest when the sun is out. You're supported. Um, your system is very sensitized to light. It needs soft lighting and not too much bright light in order to digest best and also to think best. So 
if you ever feel overstimulated, you know, maybe kind of like stepping back could be a little quieter, calmer, not so like bright. And and the light comes through with the phone and like the computer, like things just overstimulating our system. Um, Yeah. It says your digestion works best once the sun has gone down. So I don't, do you eat, do you eat like, are you a dinner person or no? (laughs) Oh yeah. I love dinner. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's, I'm like a, I'm like a breakfast lunch. And then by the time dinner comes around, I've never been a big dinner person or I would always get really mad when people wanted to eat super late. I was like offended because I'm a direct light eater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I do love an early dinner. I'm not going to lie now. Now that I have a child, I'm like a five thirty dinner. Great. <laughs> that sounds lovely. <laughs> um, okay. And then this is another one. I'm like, I'll try not. I know everyone is like, she's reading so much, but it's just so juicy and so good. So, um, Okay. Let me, your life theme. So this, everyone has a life theme. It's a great place to start. If you're just like feeling lost or like, what is my soul's purpose? What am I here to do? This is a great place to look. And so yours is the right angle cross of planning. That gives like specific numbers. Human design can be a little tricky, but I'll just interpret it for you guys. It's to help get your tribe, community, or family where they need to go, whether emotionally, spiritually, or physically, which you actually just me intuitively reading you, you do all three. You focus on mind, body, spirit complex, like in a new kind of like thought leader way of combining all three ideologies. So makes sense. This comes up on human design. Um, Let me find one. So you are a master at creating a sense of togetherness and belonging in people, which such a beautiful gift, particularly in group settings. It's what you're here to do. Don't underestimate this gift just because it comes easy to you. What people are longing for more than anything in today's world is that feeling of belonging. If we are going to create organizations and institutions that are more aligned with people's well-being in the future, we need you. Whenever you whenever you make creating togetherness your intention in any area in your life, you will see how powerful its effects are. Whether that's with your family and opening up a yoga studio on a movie set, when you bring that secret weapon to the table, you will thrive and help people open up to a true feeling of community. Oh, exactly what you're doing. So, um, I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Isn't that so nice? It's just like, also just feels so good knowing you're like, ah, oh, I'm in my purpose. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I do. I do. Um, so you guys, now that y'all have heard this about Megan's human design and how she's like living so in alignment, if she's coming to a city near you, you have to go. This is like her, this is her calling <laughs> and bringing people together and like healing them and moving them. And it's just so amazing. Um, we've like maybe flirted with the idea of doing something in Nashville. So if that happens. I know we need to do that. That would be so fun. Yeah, that would be so fun. You just like, you don't even really have to plan it with me. You could just like call me up and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing something in Nashville. And I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be in town. <laughs> um, I love it. <laughs> So, um, is there anything else that I haven't touched on that we were supposed to talk about? No, I think, you know, I think if you've ever been interested in movement, that's like truly fun and for everyone, right? Beginners to advanced, um, the Sculpt Society app really is a community of people, um, moving together at home, but still digitally and, and just a really fun, um, inclusive place to be when it comes to working out. Yes. And just to reiterate, you don't even, even if you're like, wait, I'm not a good dancer. It doesn't even matter. This is just about fun. And like, you don't have to have like a super crazy skill set. Like there's options for everyone. Yeah. And you can be a total beginner. Yeah. I also, I also have like non-dance cardio classes too. If you're like, that's just really not my thing. I have low impact sculpt and meditation and stretching. So just ways that we can really go into our day feeling grounded and feeling good in our own bodies. Yes. And you guys, she has a special gift for you. Will you please share with them information around Black Friday? Because I need my people here. (laughs) 
We have a huge Black Friday sale going on. So happening November 21st through December 4th, um, which is 50% off of our annual membership, which is normally 240 value for 120, which is honestly less than a personal training session for the entire year. You get um, access to the app. And then if you're tuning in post Black Friday, you can still try a free trial. And um, Anna, what's your... It's code AnnaGrace25. And you get a free trial plus um, two months of 25% off. So still an amazing deal. Honestly, it's like less than two cups of coffee for uh, you know months of, of hundreds of different workouts. So... Truly. And, and she does, if you know, like a lot of the reformer classes and Pilates classes, they can be yes. so expensive and oh my gosh, she, so expensive. She does like, she shows you how to recreate the moves at home. So yeah, I just feel the affordability, the community, the messaging, yeah. the mission is just so the value is I would, pay, I would give you all my money. <laughs> yeah, no, truly. I, I'm like, even if you don't have like our sliders, I'm always giving you like things that you can do like household, like use your socks or a hand towel. And if you love a performer Pilates class, like I do, I really have recreated that at home to make you feel like, um, you could do reformer Pilates at home with a slider or, or a sock. So, um, I'm all about making it work with where you're at. Yes. And I love that so much. I am going to put everything, you guys, if you needed a little bit more on the codes, I'm going to put everything in the show notes with links and I'll tag Megan here. And I just want to say thank you so much for giving us your time and your energy and your wisdom. I mean, I could talk to you all day long. So this is really a treat. So thank I know. you. I'm manifesting our in real life meetup. It'll be sometime. We'll do it. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you.